Welcome to episode 11 of Voice in Education. My name is Julie Daniel Davis, and today I'm going to be talking about issues with a private network versus a public network and using Google Home Assistant. Uh, I read an article this week by Brett Kinsella of VoiceBot AI about how putting a Google Home Assistant on a shared network, Wi-Fi network, um, allows that device to be controlled by others. And so Google is now saying that it is really not for university and offices. So what this means for you as an educator is that if you have a Google Assistant in the classroom, you're, if someone else who has the Google Assistant app on their phone and is on that same shared network could actually change what's streaming on that device or change your volume or um, really just control it completely, which in sounds like, well, why would they do it that way? But remember, it is called a Google Home Assistant. And if you were at home and you had Google Assistant in different rooms, you would like the ability to control that from one device on one shared network in different rooms of your house. So I believe that right now we're at a place where Google is really just saying this is for home use. And while Alexa and Amazon has not said this is for school use, being K-12, they are saying you can use it in um, higher ed, and there is a business um, Alexa model as well. So I think we're looking more at a, um, I guess, a crossroads of what each one of these devices are, are how they are going to be used more effectively in the classroom um, and what's going to be a yes, this will work, and what's going to be a no, this won't work. For right now, I would say Google Home is, is a no. I don't want anyone to have something in their classroom that could be controlled by someone other than the teacher in the classroom in terms of what's being streamed in the moment in front of our students. Um, I also can't help but bring um, into account um, if these were all stored, all the data was stored in one place, if we had control of them as a um, as a platform from an IT perspective, what value that would bring and the fact that Google is so far beyond um, in helping education in terms of we're already a Google suite school so and we already have Chromebooks in the classroom. So if Google could um, really be active in, in creating a platform for our students to use with Google Voice, so maybe it wouldn't be called Google Home, maybe it would be called Google Education um, or your Google Assistant for Education, whatever it was, I could see it being such a great fit for schools across the country because um, our students already have Google accounts. They could be creating their own skills. But as I've said before in previous um, podcasts, the level of ease in creating a Alexa skill using blueprints versus a Google skill 
or a Google, it's not called a skill, a Google action um, is light years away from each other for some, from, for someone who does not know how to um, actually code. So right now, I think Amazon's still winning the educational side. Um, not that they're necessarily even trying, but as an educator and other educators across the, the globe, we see its benefit, and it's really hard not to want it to be a part of our classrooms. So we're looking at ways to um, pick the right one. Um, I'm also looking right now at Mycroft, which actually allows you to store the data um, at, a, at the location. And so you know where the data is going, which means you can do things with that data. The downside to Mycroft is um, the response time seems to be a whole lot uh, longer, which to the point where it makes you even go, did Mycroft even hear me? So I think if we could morph all these into one uh, voice assistant, we would be in a very good place, And but um, we're not there yet. And that's part of being on the cutting edge or rather, I guess now it's more the bleeding edge of using technology in the classroom. Um, working, working around, creating safeguards that aren't necessarily there straight out, but you can find them. And so that's where we, I think we are. I also wanted to talk this week about creating um, expectations in your classroom for using voice assistance. And I think that um, it's really important for the teachers to start off saying, here's how we're going to use it. Uh, we were fortunate this week to have Shane Cox of Peak Cue Ball come and create an opportunity for one of our students using his cue ball um, in a way that impact that worked directly with her cochlear implants. And as I saw Shane explain to the students how to best use the ball and how to um, see it as a tool, it dawned on me these, this is also needed with the using a voice assistant in the classroom. So you as a teacher, it didn't just dawn on me, I've known it from the beginning, but you as a teacher have to really set the boundaries and the expectations for use of a voice speaker. Um, if you're in an elementary, maybe that means, you know, you have a talking stick and only that person gets to talk to um, Alexa at one time, or, you know, you're only using it when I say you're using it type thing. But you have to set rules. And there is a school system in Virginia Beach that recently bought um, Alexa Echo Dot Kids Edition for their school. All 1,100 plus students will have be impacted by using voice in education. And I recently created some infographics to help them in setting these up and ways to use it. And those infographics will now be available on my website as well for others to see and use. And it's just um, some just quick, easy, step-by-step -step ways. Um, and there's about four different ones from setup all the way to um, potential first uses right out of the box. So this is episode 11, lots of information. 
Hope it's been good for you. Would love some feedback on how you're using your voice assistant in the classroom.